It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Joe Burrow back to full 11-on-11s doing some team drills. Ken Riley, Hall of Fame finalist. Plenty of good news coming from Bengaldom on Wednesday. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Joe Burrow back at practice on Wednesday. Ken Riley, a Hall of Fame finalist. Like I said, lots of good news. Some updates on the left guard rotation, which continues to get interesting and, and more and more interesting as camp goes on. And what's going on with Drew Sample? What about Hayden Hurst? Not Hayden Hurst. What about uh, Deontay Smith? Thank you. Plus, Deontay Smith, Lyle Collins. Those are the names I was looking for. Lots to talk Brian about. Callahan. Yeah, we also we also have some fun interview chatter with Brian Callahan to talk about. But let's get started. Let's get back on track with Joe Burrow <laughs> taking a step up and getting into 11 on 11s. We talked about this before the day off. We said if Joe Burrow is going to come back, it would probably be after this day off. And if he's going to come back, it's because he's ready to do so and because he wants to do so. Talked in his press conference about still needing to put weight back on. He's eating everything in his power to do so. Talked about back in high school where he just ate everything to put on 20 pounds in three weeks. Not that he has to put on 20 pounds. That's just the example that he used. So he's trying to get weight back on, trying to get a little bit more zip on the football, but from what I saw, James, his participation in 11-on-11s was a beautiful success and a huge shot in the arm for this offense that with Brandon Allen is just a level down and doesn't have Joe Burrow's accuracy in its back pocket to make everything easier. Joe Burrow looked the way you'd expect Joe Burrow to look in the middle of August, right? Surgery aside, like I think he looked that good today. I mean, he completed multiple deep balls to Jamar Chase, one against Chidobe Awuzie. And so it's not like it was against backups or something like that. The other against Eli Apple found uh, Tyler Boyd on a deep post with Mike Hilton in coverage late in practice, found T Higgins. I mean, all four could have been touchdowns deep downfield. Higgins beat Apple and made a really nice play. They were all deep plays. Maybe all four become touchdowns. It could have been. I think three of the four would have been. But he, he really looked good. And you're right. He talked about the velocity a bit. And he's been accurate all three days uh, that he's practiced. 
And that's kind of where, like, as I process what he said, and he spoke for about 15 minutes, process this practice, plus the, the last two practices, how damn good was Joe Burrow on July 25th before the appendectomy on July 26th? Because he said he was feeling the best he had ever felt going into a season. And so if he can endure this, a complete ruptured appendix, where they had to go in and he even said it during his news, cut him open. And, you know, he's still working back to get some of that muscle back and core strength back. Naturally, that's going to be the case. If he looks this good after that, three weeks removed, by the way, from that, a, like this wasn't some laparoscopic thing. This is a real, real surgery, serious thing. How did he look on July 25th? Because this dude must have been just firing the ball and it must have been just amazing because he still looks really damn good. And so that's the thing. You have three weeks uh, on Sunday, it'll be three weeks from the opener. I think he's going to be good to go. We're not going to see him in the preseason. But the early returns on Joey B, really, really exciting. And the other thing that's kind of gotten lost in the shuffle of the appendectomy, Jake, is the knee brace. He's practiced now three straight days, including 11-on-11s today. I didn't want to mention it. I wanted to see how 11s went. No knee brace. Just pretty confident in that knee as well. So that's uh, certainly something worth monitoring. Yeah, and that's something that he talked about the last time we heard from him, which is a long time ago now, back OTAs, in OTA, yeah. when he said, yeah, I'm going to, the plan is to try to get off the brace. And if he does so, great. If that means he's comfortable and confident in that knee, great. That's all great news. You talked about the the deep ball completions for Burrow in practice. You also talked about the the appendectomy. So just to hit on that really quickly in a little bit more depth, the the not laparoscopic version of that surgery, I think we talked about this uh, a week or two ago as well, involves actually cutting through the abdomen. And if his appendix burst, which he said it did, his appendix ruptured, then there's also a clean out of the abdominal cavity that's required. So all of these things lead to a much more intense recovery period because they've actually cut through muscle, they've cut through your abdominal wall, and they've gone in there and they've had to clean things out. So compare that to a laparoscopic surgery where it's small incisions of removing the the uh, the organ, they're not going through muscle at all, much more invasive surgery. And, and that's what we kind of thought after hearing how Jimmy Burrow described it uh, a few weeks ago or a week ago or whenever that was. And so great news that Burrow's back and may even be compared to typical recovery time for this sort of surgery, a little bit ahead of schedule, as is what we're used to with, with Joe Burrow. But when you're talking about those, those deep completions, the other point I was going to make is Bengals' Twitter account. The Bengals' Twitter account, I should say, shared a clip of Eli Apple breaking up a deep pass for Jamar Chase. And it's, it's very clear that Brandon Allen is the quarterback on this play. And, and that is the difference of going from Brandon Allen at quarterback to Joe Burrow quarterback. Eli Apple might have good coverage on Jamar Chase on these plays, but Joe Burrow's accuracy and refreshing to hear that the accuracy downfield especially is still there. This mm-hmm. isn't something that we thought would go away, but after the surgery, the fact that it's just immediately back where it was is good news. I'm sure he's been working you know, outside of the media's eye as well. And so this isn't the first time he's thrown those deep passes you know, since his surgery, but that he's not missing a beat there is good news because that explosive play is such a big part of this offense. And while they know that the explosive play won't probably be be quite as available to them in 2022 as it was in 2021, it'll still be there 
at times. Maybe it won't be Jamar Chase all the time. Maybe it will be the the T Higgins balls, the the uh, the, the Tyler Boyd deep posts that you mentioned, James. Mm-hmm. And so hitting those passes early in his participation in eleven on elevens is a good sign. I mean, it doesn't mean too much, and it's one training camp practice, but it's the first mm-hmm. one back in team drills from the appendectomy, and so it's good news to see that he's clicking on all cylinders. No doubt. Right? That, that's the thing is I just hope that he can get to close to where he was pre-camp by the end of the preseason. Mm-hmm. Close. I think it's unrealistic for him to be where he was July 25th. I just – I do. I don't think he's going to feel like that because he's – the mental grind, the physical grind, the lifting that he's doing, the different things he's doing to try to put on weight, all of those things. I don't think it, – season's already started for Joe Burrow. It just is what it is. He talked about it. It would be nice to have a normal offseason – Maybe next year, because it isn't this year. And as normal as it felt up until the end, uh, this training camp is certainly going to be a unique one. But this is another step in the right direction. And you're right, the Brandon Allen. And I'm, I'm trying to think if that clip was from today. I, feel, I, I don't recall Brandon Allen taking any reps in 11s with Jamar Chase today. And so okay. I wonder if it wasn't. And maybe it was. But maybe it was today. Maybe I missed that just one play. But your point's still the same. Yeah, either way, the point is that Brandon Allen doesn't have that accuracy, for sure. No doubt. And so what makes Joe Burrow special, uh, that's one of those things. And so hopefully by September 11th, he has that fastball. He can put the weight back on and and feel really good and and athletic. Because I think – I mean, think back to – when Jamar Chase tweeted, "Ah, oh, Joe thinks he's he's feeling himself running 20.8 miles per hour. He thinks he's fast. Like that's because he was feeling really confident and good about where he was at body-wise. So hopefully he can get close to that. And uh, I know a protein bar that I already tweeted at. And, and hopefully they uh, they reach out to me or reach out to Joe or reach out to the Bengals because um, I tried to do my part. I tried to do my part, ladies and gentlemen, because I already know when it comes to Joe's weight, people are going to associate belt bars. I, I've tried. And so we'll see if uh, if we can make that connection. Because if it were me, belt bar would send a damn semi truck to PBS full of every different flavor. And it would be like, all right, Joe, three of these while you're watching film, three of these while you're playing Xbox, three of these and, and you know so on and so forth. So we'll see if that happens. We'll also see what continues to develop. In this left guard battle, because it continues to take on more variations, it continues, in my opinion, to get a little bit more interesting as camp goes on. We'll get into that coming up next. It is hard to find reliable help when you're running a website or running a podcast or running a business or managing people or just trying to add a little extra help around the shop. And as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs is here because it's going to make things easier. You're going to be able to create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network. Over 810 million people on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn and they can help you right now with LinkedIn jobs. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? 40 million. That's almost as much 
is Joe Burrow's going to make per year in a couple of years. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. James, to me, the the left guard battle, as I said before, continues to get more interesting. And the interesting wrinkle on Wednesday was that, one, Cordell Volson continues to get more reps with the ones, even with Joe Burrow back in 11-on-11s, than did Jackson Carmen. Two is that they're trying to stay true to this idea that there is a competition for the position that seems to be between primarily Carmen and Volson as Carmen's reps didn't come with the second team or the third team. They were also with the first team. And so both guys essentially lost reps because neither of them worked with the second team. Mm -hmm. But despite that, I I thought it was quite interesting that it was Volson getting more reps. You would think if they're both working with the ones, there would have been some effort to get them equal, but Volson was first Mm -hmm. and by all accounts, most at left guard in Wednesday's practice. It was, I would say two to one roughly and i didn't count exactly but i i would i would say 12 to 6 ish in that range and at one point it was like six to one so i think it just kind of tri- you know worked its way out that way uh we didn't see jackson carmen early but he was able to, to come in in that second set of uh 11s with the first team like you mentioned so that that part is weird because why would you not put it him or cordell for that matter in with the second team I got to be honest with you. I, I think Cordell Volson has the lead right now. I do. I thought he practiced really well uh, again on Wednesday. Uh, looked solid in pass protection, which he has been. Went up against DJ Reader and, and cleared out a hole against, uh, or cleared out a hole for Joe Mixon against Reader in, in the ground game. One that I specifically remember and, and took a screen grab of. So he um, looks good. Now, is he perfect? No. And Jackson Carmen isn't perfect either. And so. I wonder how much of that elbow has an, an issue uh, or, or has to do with this. Maybe they thought six reps with the ones for Carmen, and it's roughly, it might have been seven, might have been five. Six reps with Carmen uh, with the ones is more valuable than 10 reps with the twos for Carmen. And so maybe they do that and say, well, this way we can kind of compare because they'll be next to a guy like Jonah Williams and a guy like Ted Karras, two veterans. But to me, I, I think Volson. Is ahead now. Jackson, does he do good things in the run game? Yeah, I noticed that, no doubt about it. Um, at the same time, it just when it's two to one, two's better than one. You know, rocket science for me, right? So we'll see. But I, I think Cordell Volson, it's it literally has flipped in, in a week, essentially, on who has the lead in this competition. Now, can Volson lock things down in New York? That's that's the next step, I think. But he, he took a step forward, I think, today in 11-on-11s because I didn't really notice him. I noticed Jonah Williams get beat by Trey Hendrickson at times. I noticed 
you know, guys get beat, you know, I didn't really notice Cordell Volson much. And guess what? That means that he's doing his job. If you're not noticing, if you're not like, oh, who, who 91 just run by? Well, oh, it was 73. Oh, okay. And I'm not being mean to Jonah. He's going up against, you know, a really high end pass rusher. And he won against Trey at times too. Just pointing that out. I didn't really notice Volson in, in that type of situation. Yeah, there's only one rep that I saw that that looked like Volson might have gotten beat. That wasn't in full team sessions either. That was a two-on-two drill. Ben Baby tweeted a video of Joseph Osai and, and Trey Hendrickson running a stunt, which is noteworthy, by the way, in the first place, because that's putting Osai and Hendrickson beside each other, two edge rushers. Mm. They, they put Hendrickson either – that's probably like a four-eye, like right on the, the inside shoulder of the tackle. He was – in a defensive tackle alignment, an interior defensive lineman alignment, though, essentially, and, and Joseph Osai outside the tackle. And on this particular rep, you can go find the video if you need a, uh, a listen-along companion, a visual aid. But Trey Hendrickson just gets into both Jonah Williams and Cordell Volson really well, gets his left arm, left hand into to Volson's chest and his right forearm into Jonah's neck, upper chest area, drives both of them back. And Volson is aware enough to see that the stunt is coming as as Osai kind of loops behind and, and comes up the middle into this space that Hendrickson's created. And it's just a, an incredibly powerful rep for Trey Hendrickson, really impressive for him as he continues to have an on-fire camp. But it, it's a little bit late as a result for Volson to react and, and get off of Hendrickson and get onto the twister. And so it was, it was a little bit the looper. It was a little bit... Uh, I wouldn't call it a win for, for Volson. Maybe he recovers enough to to get his quarterback a little bit of space to step around the oncoming rush. But you would you would like to see him be a little bit cleaner there. He was aware at least at some point and and got the effort, got the got himself over to to the looper, but it was just a little bit late. So that is one where you know you would like to see a little bit better. But when you're talking about Joseph Osai and Trey Hendrickson. My personal hope is that those two guys get some of these reps in the regular season because that sounds like a nasty combo if Trey is going to lay into guys with that much power and have Joseph Osai with that incredible burst that he brings to the field looping behind him. And, and it looked like it was a pretty good rep for those defensive guys on that play in particular. But if besides that, if, if Volson is the cleaner pass blocker in 11-on-11s, if he's a cleaner pass blocker against the solid, if not good, interior defensive line of the New York Giants, especially their starters. Mm-hmm. And he's going to have opportunities against Aaron Donald in these joint practices. That can make the decision pretty easy if it's me making the decision. Because as as we've discussed, James, and I know you agree with this, we're putting a premium on pass protection. And even if he's doing better in the run game, it's just not as important to me right now when I say he being Jackson Carmen. Not as important. Hell no, it's not as important. The franchise right. wears number nine, not twenty-eight. And I'm not and I'm not trying to be, but I'll be as blunt about it as possible, you know. And and they're both named Joe and they're both pro bowlers. I get it. Or, ooh, Burrow isn't a pro bowler yet, I don't think, technically, but should have been or, or will be this year. Jeez. Anyways, goodness. Um one's the franchise, never been to the Pro Bowl. That being said, um, yeah, pass protection matters more. It just does. And I did talk to Cordell. I, I think he's just got a ton of experience in that and, and feels comfortable there versus a guy in Jackson who might not, you know, and, and he, I talked to Cordell and he was like, yeah, there's different looks in the NFL. There's more to digest there, but that maturity and the, 
the ability to to be hard on yourself and bounce back and be uh, mentally strong, right? Joe Burrow, what, why is all of Cincinnati confident he's going to be ready to go week one? Because he's extremely – he's as physically tough as he is. Mentally, he's just on another planet from a toughness standpoint. It's really hard to play through some of the stuff he played through last year and battle through those things despite the line being what it is. And so Cordell Volson, is is he mentally going to be tough enough to to handle all of it? So far, it feels like it. And so if he can do that and is a better pass blocker than Jackson Carmen, I'm okay with giving up a little in the run game because the right side of that offensive line should be able to carry you in that department to a degree anyways. And you're putting the rookie in between two veteran guys, Jonah Williams and Ted Karras. So, yeah, the path is certainly there. And uh, I think, like I said, today was a step in the right direction for Cordell Volson. I don't think Jackson did anything to hurt himself today. It's not like there's anything too glaring. But I, I think that Cordell Volson certainly helped his his case to, to be the starting left guard of the Cincinnati Bengals this season. And what's going to matter most is these preseason games. And so there, there are a couple more opportunities there, and we're not going to see any Ram starters, I'm sure, in the third preseason game, but there's opportunities in those joint practices as well. And so th- th- that's going to be pretty big. It's not just a practice, of course, because these coaches want to see it in, in a game situation as well. Coming up next, we have some audio from Brian Callahan after practice that we would love to play for you and talk about, and some injury updates for guys like Drew Sample, Lyle Collins, who didn't practice, and Deontay Smith. We'll get into that to finish up the show coming up next. You're hanging out with some friends after putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Deontay Smith, back at practice. Lel Collins, not at practice. But for personal reasons is our understanding, at least according to... You tried to to scare me. You tried to scare me there until you said the personal reasons. Okay. At at least according to the Bengals. We'll we'll keep an eye on it because we thought that we would continue to see him work. It sounds like that was a plan. If you ask Frank Pollock, the plan was to get him another solid day of work. And hopefully here in the next couple of days that happens. Ideally Thursday. Because as we've discussed this week, that will be probably the heaviest practice of the week. The other one is Drew Sample, who starting to work his way back 
from that knee injury. Got a little bit of a workout in on the rehab field on Wednesday. He did. Yeah. And it, it was good to see because Drew Sample, I think he's been moving pretty well. He's had that that big brace on his leg, but it's or on his knee. But he was working through it and, and doing some some actual physical stuff up and down with the knee, some different cardio, different things like that. And then he iced his knee down and stood out there for the rest of practice, put the brace back on after icing it down. So uh, it's good to see. And so like just like we talk about with Burrow, you have over three weeks now before week one. It feels like it was an MCL uh, injury for, for Drew. And so that's the easiest uh, ligament to to tear, a partially tear, strain or sprain. And usually a sprain means they're small tears. I've done it multiple times. It's why uh, it, it's the, the muscle on the inside, the ligament on the inside of your knee. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all if he's ready to go week one. Um, am I getting ahead of myself? Probably. But I think the door is open for that. And so it was good to see him out there moving around and, and at least getting a little work in on the rehab field. Uh, Sam Hubbard was also on the rehab field for a bit. He was dressed for practice, but getting some extra work in on the side. The Collins thing does seem a little odd, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see if he's there Thursday. I think it's going to – hopefully it's something awesome, Like, and I don't even know if it, you know him and his significant other are pregnant or something. Hopefully it's something awesome like that, like he's having a, a kid or something, and it's nothing too serious. So hopefully it's it's something like that with personal matters. But that's enough of me. Brian Callahan talked after practice about Joe Burrow and about a bunch of other topics, but starting with Joe Burrow and how he's going to bounce back, recover all of these things after undergoing surgery. And, and now that he's back out on the field. Time for that. Um, you know, there's enough practices. And, and again, we, we've really taken our time bringing him back. I mean, if, if this was a, you know, you're getting ready to play a game, you might come back a week earlier or something like that and try to fight through it. But there was no sense in pushing it. Just let him feel as good as he needs to feel. And, and he'll get the reps in. He's got practice this week. We got practice the Rams next week. Got some time off before that game week starts. And by the time we're ready to play, he'll be ready to go. He talked about maybe not having the velocity he wants yet. I mean, do you notice that? I mean, it looks like he's making some throws. No, I mean, he, he's a, a perfectionist, you know. There's there's everything about his how he feels is going to be most important. Uh, but to, the, to, to our eye, there's not a whole lot missing there. Uh, he might not feel like he's in tip-top shape and his velocity is at its, at its peak level, but uh, I certainly couldn't tell any different. He looked pretty good to me. He wasn't dinking and dunking by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, what would you think of the fact that quite a few of his completions were well down the field? Not anything uh, <laughs> out of the ordinary at this point. Um, you know he's he's confident. He feels good, and and he's he's testing himself too. So some of that's a little bit of him. Uh, I'm gonna take a couple of these throws and then see how it looks and see how it feels. And uh, I came away looking pretty good, if, if you ask my my eyes. But um, yeah, seems like his off-platform stuff is pretty good too. I mean, when he has to change his arm slot or do things off-platform, he looks pretty comfortable doing it. Yeah, everything he's done uh, from that regard, even in drill work. You kind of watch closely because you're talking about core muscles and you're talking about all that stuff, all the ability to torque your core, and, and he looked he looks fine doing it, looks comfortable, and uh, you know a couple of them came out today in a team period that was good to see. So um, again, I have no reservations or concerns about where he's headed and where he's at. Um, I think he's going to be 
Same old Joe Burrow come September. He said he's been eating literally everything. Have you noticed that, that he's eating? He's always eating something in meetings. You know, he's always got some some bowl of whatever he's eating, some shake, some. He's always eating something. So, yeah, that's that's for real. He is trying to make sure his weight stays up. And, you know, anytime you go under surgery and you're on antibiotics and all that stuff, you, you know, naturally going to lose some weight. So uh, he's just trying to get back, and he'll be fine. He's not dramatically uh, underweight or anything. He's not like he's emaciated. So, um, But he's doing all the things that he needs to do to get himself ready, and that's that's part of it. So, yeah, he really is always – he's always eating something. He threw, he threw one to Hurst. It looked like he kind of had to torque it there to kind of get rid of it. It was kind of a check thing. It was a check down, a little thing, yeah. but it looked like he had to torque it. Yeah, which, again, he's he's – Kind of worked on slowly as the individual portion of practice, and he's, you know, he's a little bit testing his body, you know, making sure he can do all the things he feels good about, and seeing how things feel. And, and you know, those if you didn't know any better, you just walked out here today, you'd have no idea that that he had missed that much time. So he looks about as good as you could ask for. When he went to the seven on seven, he took a few more reps than was necessarily anticipated. Was everything pretty much as projected yeah. for his team? He took pretty yeah, much he, what you had scripted. He took his his normal set of what he would take in a right. practice. Right. Um, he didn't take any more than that, but he took what a normal practice would be rotation-wise. We planned those rotations out ahead of time, and then he took all the stuff with the ones and uh, took all those reps. So it was good to see, and you know, didn't feel any ill effects at all, and looks good and looks comfortable. So it was good to see. Pure, pure rotation with Volson and Jackson, right? Yeah. Kind of a, just yep. every two plays. Yeah, they're rotating through. They're competing, so they're going to each have their opportunities to compete. Um, no one's kind of banished to one set set of twos or ones or whatever. They're just rolling and rotating, and they're all going to get plenty of work between now uh, whenever we make that decision. But um, both those guys have done some good things. Both of them have things they got to get better at, um, and, and we're going to see them get to play another game here on Sundays, which would be great. And hopefully the Giants play some of their starters like they did the week before, and we can see them play against some guys that are going to be starting in this league. So a uh, good test for them this week. Maybe the Blitz. Maybe we'll see them against the Blitz. <laughs> that's, that's usually something that we anticipate. And, our backs need blitz pickup work too, so love to see as many blitzes as they want to bring. Love to see them. I think his second, Joe's second pass was a long touchdown to Jamar, about a 60-yarder. Yep. You kind of smile and think, all right, that didn't take long. Yeah, they don't they don't miss much of <laughs> much of a beat. I mean, again, he, he missed enough practice time where you might think that you know, there could be a little bit of timing issue, but um, he picked up right where he left off and looked about as good as he normally does. So. Him and Jamar's connection, I don't think, really ever goes away. It's like riding a bike for the two of them. So, Different subject. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Pryor got a lot of uh, love for his first game, and it was great. Yep. But Trent Taylor, yeah, very similar. Four targets, four catches, yep. big game. Has he stepped it up this game? Yeah, Trent's been a productive player in the NFL for a while. I mean, he's, he's a veteran player. He's a guy that you can count on. He's reliable. Uh, he, he does his job in the slot. He's made plays when they've come to him. And so... Uh, for as much praise as Kendrick gets, you'd have to be just as praiseful of, of what Trent's done for us. And again, there's still plenty of time to go here, and they, they got punt return battles to, to work through. And uh, But Trent's done a nice job. I've, I've been very pleased with what he's done. He's been productive. And that's at the end of the day, what you look for is the guys show up in games. And, uh, you know, both Kendrick and Trent showed up last week. And it'd be fun to see if they show up again this week. A lot there from Callahan. I, I like the notes that, you know, as expected for Joe Burrow hitting those deep balls right away. Why wouldn't he? Where, where would the connection with Jamar Chase go? Uh, mm-hmm. Interesting comments as well on the offensive line rotation at left guard. Something that uh, I, I think we've mentioned, but I think also Joe Goodberry mentioned over on his show uh, on Tuesday night was about getting the offensive line together before the end of the preseason, making a decision so they can get additional work in 
together for the rest of the preseason in preparation for that first game because there is that little gap between the last preseason game and the first regular season game. So the earlier they make this decision, the better. But I don't really get the feeling that it's going to be something that is rushed or, or decided imminently. I agree with you. And I think it's going to be decided, obviously, the rest of practice this week. Sunday in New York, joint practices next week. I think it'll be decided before that third preseason game because to me, and, and maybe not, you know, maybe they decide, but but with Joe not playing in the preseason, why would you put Lyle Collins in the, out there? Why would you put any of these starters out there? I, honestly, I don't think they're going to play any starters. Why would you play Jamar Chase with Brandon out? I'm just, that's not even going to happen. He's, you know, that's not going to happen in the regular season, hopefully at all. And so there's really no benefit to it. So it, it it's kind of weird, but Joe's appendectomy might just be like, all right, that's it. So then if they solve this battle, which I think they can do by the joint practices, you know, do, do you put that guard out there? Do you not? Do you take the competition all the way through that third preseason game? I, I'm not sure, but uh, I, I would be surprised if – but a week from now, I'd say a week from Thursday, a week from Thursday, they don't have a, a 95, even maybe even 100 percent you know, idea of, of where they're going at left guard because they're going to have a whole game. They're going to have a bunch of practices and they're going to have joint practices against the Rams where I think those are going to be pretty tough practices where these guys are, are really getting after it. Tougher than the preseason game, at least on the starters. I'll say that much. Yeah. And, and it could take that third game if it's close, it right? Might. We'll, we'll see what happens in the next week and a half or so, or, or next week, I guess, before that final preseason game. You know what, though? I hope it doesn't. I hope one of these guys. Oh yeah, and I said this last week. Very w- with Carmen. Yeah, like I said this last week with Carmen. Just blow it out of the water. Well, he didn't. Mm-hmm. He did the opposite, right? Well, now if you're Volson and you're going to get the start Sunday, and we don't know that for sure, it feels like it, it's trending that way, blow it out of the water and, and make this decision an easy one. And the only way you do that is you go out there and you dominate. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's, got, that's been the hope for years is that somebody's going to sure. step up and, and take the bull by the Somebody. reins and anybody, Mike Jordan, and, and do the thing. Uh, Cordy last... Glenn is not walking through that door. Well, yeah. <laughs> Is it, yeah, that's the joke. That's uh-huh. Cedric Abwehi is not walking through that door. Yeah, Jake Fisher. Last uh, quick Billy note: the Bengals, the Bengals made one roster move on Wednesday. Javaris Davis signed, and Bookie Radley Hiles, the rookie from Washington, rookie college free agent, was waived. Javaris Davis, uh, Auburn University, has been around as a college free agent since 2020 has ties to Charles Burks, the Bengals' new cornerbacks coach who coached Miami in uh, 2021 and has been was in Miami from 2019 to 2021 where Javaris Davis spent time on the practice squad. So minor move Eric there Gichek for the Bengals. is not walking through that door, Jake. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. We'll be back with a game preview for the Bengals' second preseason game against the New York Giants coming up on Sunday. That preview will drop for you tomorrow night. Until next time, Bengals fans, day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.